Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Are you the type of person who loves to treat yourself? You know, sometimes you just want to buy yourself a coffee, a fancy coffee. Sometimes you want to get a little extra legroom on the plane. You know what I mean? So if you ever treat yourself to the top options, other places like that, then why are we settling when we're finding a doctor? I know it's easy to fall into that rut, but your health is so important. Enter ZocTalk. ZocTalk is a place where you can find and book tens of thousands of top tier doctors, all with verified patient reviews. ZocTalk is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. There's no more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. You know we hate that. And these doctors all have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, which is so helpful. You can see who's located near you and who's available and who can treat basically any condition you're searching for. Plus, a typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 to 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. When I moved to LA years ago, I discovered ZocDoc because I was so tired of having to call all these different offices and wait. It took hours sometimes to figure out which doctor in town could help me and which one took my insurance, but not anymore with ZocDoc. I was able to find everything from a psychiatrist to a GI doctor, and I did that all through ZocDoc. And the app has only gotten better over time. I still use it. I still love it. I always recommend it to people, whether you have phone anxiety like me or not. It couldn't get easier to find a doctor with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash drink and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash drink. ZocDoc dot com slash drink. Happy New Year! This is our first 2020 episode. Oh my god, I'm gonna meet my kids this second. You're going to eat them? I'm going to meet my kids this decade. Oh. You're never going to be able to process that sentence. I even said it to Blaze. I was like, is that a thing you say too? And he's like, no, I don't know what that means. And When have I ever said something that most people say? <laughs> that was your first That's a problem. good point. He was like, meet them where? I was like, that's what I said. Anyway. Meet them in the hospital, I think. I, or I an hope. agency. Or I don't somewhere? know. What? Well, a spy agency. I meant like an adoption I agency. I know. I know. But I wanted to go a different <laughs> route with it. Actually, I like yours better. <laughs> That's what I think when he said meet them, like meet them at a Starbucks or something. I, I, at some point, I absolutely will we, meet them at a Starbucks. I think bo- everyone involved in our both our families will be meeting at Starbucks on the reg. Yeah. Uh, welcome to our first episode of 2020. It's pretty fitting that we talk about Starbucks within the first 30 seconds of the decade. It sounds right. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> before in 2030, when we find out that Starbucks is like an evil warlord. Oh, they will probably take over the world by that point. Um, how are you doing in 2020 slash still 2019? Listen, I'm pretty great. Thank you very much. Em showed up and complimented me. And I was like, oh, wow, this is a good start. I was telling Christine, this is, the, I think, the prettiest I've ever seen her. And then I was like, you went to my wedding. And I'm, I'm just shrugged at me. I was like, that's exactly right. I don't right. take it back. <laughs> I was like, that's exactly right. <laughs> no, I was like, Blaze, you didn't say I was beautiful. And he's like, I smacked your butt. What more do you want from me? I was like, look, this you is... got the combo deal. You got I a compliment know. and a butt smack. Wow, this is quite a day for me, guys. Thank and you. you smell nice. What's going on? I'm worried to look at the comments where people are like, I don't get it. <laughs> that I don't see it. <laughs> I don't oh, see it's because you're I'm not seeing. wearing your dad hat. Oh, yeah. I did take off my dad hat. My, da- my dad hat actually came from my dad. He mailed us a box of really random items um 
Sorry. Well, I, if he's, it was a great Christmas box. I love how I love randomness. I don't know, I know. how you save yourself there. We did get a, a box or a game. Look at that. Um, it's called Punder Dome. It's a card game for pun lovers. And I know you don't like games, but I do love a good pun. But right. I was like, maybe we can like lure you in with the pun. Half of that game I'm interested in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I got a little dad hat, but I took that off. I don't know where it is. Oh, over there. Yeah. Um, also, Em and I did our, I know this is get, like super late now, but we did our gift exchange yesterday and like, oh yeah, freaking look at this. Oh yeah. I got her the Zach Bagans ghost hunting for dummies. I screamed so loud because Em was like, you probably can guess what this is. And I truly sat there like not guessing it. Well, I will say I also, I skimmed through it myself and it actually does have a lot of really good information in there. So I'm excited. I'm actually going to read it. <coughs> I'm a little bummed you didn't have it signed, but like, that's fine. I did think later I should just get it. I should have <coughs> signed it myself and pretended. And we have his autograph right there. I should have just stolen Wait, it. Wait, that's a good point. Also, it would have been really funny if you did, if I believed that it was real and then I showed it on air and people were like, that's not real. M's a, ho- a hoax. A everyone, phony. Everyone would have tagged him and he would have been like, I promise that's the last fucking book I, I would have signed yeah. if it went to her. <laughs> I never signed that. I never will. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, but I really, I do like it. I think if you are actually, I, you know. Oh my God. This chapter is called When It's Not a Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's like that it's alive? always a ghost <laughs> <laughs> and then detecting trickery oh this is fun though i'm really excited for it we did a gift exchange oh sorry we did a gift exchange and um if you guys want to watch it we're putting it on patreon uh the week of christmas at this point it's already come out though right oh that's right <laughs> so, such an idiot you're right you're right you're it's right. not christmas yet here by the way guys <laughs> right uh, if you <laughs> can't still tell here. we're extremely confused about where we are and what time it is um but yes yeah, so we we put that on patreon um also there's some fun content on there that we've been filming so yeah uh, patreon.com slash atwwd podcast yep and um anyway how are you doing so far so good i think awesome. we'll see we'll see if it if it keeps up i like your shirt your avengers sweatshirt thank you it's supposed to look like friends but it's the avengers it does this was a, a <clears throat> birthday gift from allison i love it very trendy i i like it that's it that's it that's it that's the news the hot news that's, the hot take for 2020 that's the hot goss um so let me think hmm well last night i was up until four in the morning oh super and uh uh that i was trying to be productive before i leave because i leave tomorrow for virginia oh true uh by the time this comes out i will be back from virginia that's right which is very interesting a whole adventure awaits in between now and then. An adventure indeed. Um, and, and that's all. That, I was trying to be productive, and I ended up watching my Christian stories. And Your what? I have many Christian stories I like to watch. What does that mean? Uh, I've never heard that phrase in my life. That's like, weird, because I, I say it a lot in my home. Um, no, like I watch a lot of, <laughs> a lot of Christian content. What? Since yeah. when? Uh, years. Since college. Like, like church services? Yeah, well, not like church services, but like like dramas about like oh, church families. And stuff. Okay, I was like, do you just sit there and watch a sermon? Like, I don't get it. Okay, no, I no. There's a. Can you like give an example? Because I don't uh, fully get one it. One is the Greenleafs. That's or, oh, it's or like a show is called TV Greenleaf. Show. Yeah. Okay, I thought you meant when you said stories, like an actual sermon, like you just listen to a priest giving a sermon. I was like, that's that's not a church. Christian story. That's it's a, a pretty Christian story, Em. I mean, it's Christian, but no, the story is the drama and uh right that means a soap opera well you know i also like the my duggars out of well, pure okay. fascination so i didn't know that counted okay i get it now yes it now. christian and a story to tell for sure yeah but some I was, wild some... i've never heard you say that phrase seriously in my whole life which is so weird because every night allison comes home and asks what i've done and i say oh i watch my christian stories <laughs> so it's fuck? it's very weird it's like imagine something you say all the time and like you 
I found out yesterday that Christine crochets. No, I don't, but I cross-stitch. Oh, cross-stitch. Sorry. <laughs> See, I, I'm and still I'm new to it. learning so much about each other. But she was like, oh, yeah, I've, I've been doing this for years. And I was like, how have I never once... I come to your house every day. I've never once seen an accessory kind of for that hobby. That's, However, how it, that's how it feels with you being like, what do you mean Christian stories? I say it all the time. I was like, you haven't seen my Nightman Cometh uh, cross-stitch? And you were like, what? I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? So you do Christian stories. I do, like, fucking Nightman Cometh Charlie Day art projects so i guess we have our own thing if you like uh if you also enjoy watching christian drama unfold it's very fun i highly recommend greenleaf it's on netflix i started watching it by accident when i used to be a show scanner at iss oh. and uh it just is so damn good it's about like oh. a it's like a big mega church uh fa- like a family who owns a mega church and all the drama that happens behind the but church. it's like real it's not like irony. no it's a, no it's like a fiction it's have like you a, seen righteous gemstones i'm about to that's a great show well is it fiction or reality it's fiction yeah oh okay a john goodman and it's like these people who own a mega church it's on hbo Ugh. and it's so good i, can't, I love so it good. that it, john goodman was on the plane to new orleans remember and nobody yeah, I do. nobody believed me because of the jude law uh shenanigans um that's true but it was john goodman because i confirmed it with other people to make sure but he was in a middle seat i was amazed i was like wow I got to New Orleans before Christy and Eva, and I like did some self exploring within myself and also amongst the city. Just in your room, and Christian stories playing in the background. <laughs> God damn it! I love a good Christian. Story. If you're not watching Greenleaf, you're missing the hell out. I'm telling you what. Um, Christine came like two days later or a day later and was like, "Oh yeah, so uh, I was next to John Goodman on the plane." I was like, "No, you weren't. You literally I, I know no, you weren't. You weren't. Like, let me guess, was Jude Law the pilot?" I know, you asshole. You really ruined my story. <laughs> and then Eva's like, no, Em, this time it was real. <laughs> anyway, if you, if I, rec- I highly recommend that show. Also, let me make the, uh, the caveat right now. I watched the Duggars and the, and bringing up Bates purely out of fascination, not because I condone anything well, that's happened. We've in the, talked in the about news. this a lot. Em has like gotten attached to some of them over the years and wants to see what happens as they I grow. I have to know at this point, like I watched little Jackson be born late, and now right? he's 16. Like he's gonna, he's gonna be courting someone soon. Listen, I just gotta know. Courting them. Wow. Meanwhile, I just fucking watch They them. They hold hands after engagement. Oh, I'm so that fascinated. Part, I just let you tell it to me. Cause I just want the good parts. <sighs> I'm listen. I just, I love them because it's so the opposite of how my life will ever be and i'm just so curious oh well anyway i hope it's opposite of my life as well too late i've already held hands so oh no i lost my chance i've held hands i definitely i'm going straight to hell yeah you are uh we all know that already but um (laughs) anyway moving on yeah i just watched cold case files that's my only story uh i also wanted to say uh we're about to go on tour when this comes out for our first week um makes us both want to vomit but we're it does out of very excited almost excitement anxiety and excitement and absolute sheer terror that goes to the core of our terror is more what it is um you said terrorism. I was like, no, not that one. I did say all of those letters <laughs> together. Like, Terror and we is didn't agree on this. more <laughs> the feeling. Yeah. Got it. Uh, and so I also wanted to add, uh, we have tickets left. I don't know for what shows, but I think we're running low. But um, we'd love to sell out 2020. It would be like super special to us. So It would be bananas. Please help us sell it out. Um, and then our patron of the week, since I've started doing this and I just wrote them way ahead of time to prepare. I appreciate you. Is Justin Reeser, who has been our patron for 26 months. <laughs> I know, right? Wow. uh, Hi, Justin. Thank you. That's more than two years, I think. That's definitely more than two years. If my math is correct. It's it's for once correct. Also, while I was, like, perusing the patrons, I uh, found some... I, like, did... You can... 
filter them. And so I found our uh, longest patrons ever. Oh, guess who our longest is? Lisa from Norway. Lisa G. <sighs> I have not forgotten about Lisa. I know. I think about her like weirdly often. Also, I- Lisa G. gave us like norwegian dog snacks at some point right yes and also like send us some mail i think like twice send us i still have the postcard from norway on my fridge uh i follow her on instagram (laughs) like it's a little bit strange because that was way early um so i feel kind of like a stalker also like 10 followers lisa g was one of the (laughs) she's like i'll send you mail cats (laughs) and then um chloe mays has been with us almost that long as well almost as long as lisa wow and um so is ravioli senpai i just want to give you like i'm sorry now justin reeser was like wait i thought this was my episode i mean it is isn't it it's all of your episodes i guess but i'm just gonna um spread these out over the next few episodes um as i kind of go but yeah i just want to say thank you because it's 2020 now and you guys are supporting us and uh for over two years and it means a lot yep it's like really really special to me and i got very bananas, emotional bananas you're still doing it yeah i mean maybe what they, if, what they're gonna hear this and go oh shit i gotta I delete like, that i didn't know Ooh. i thought i i thought i canceled that do you guys some people literally <clears throat> send me emails and say um i lost my patreon password can you delete my pledge and i'm like no i mean technically no i can't well it does happen (laughs) okay sorry so that's my last note Um, we were also yesterday we were talking um about uh, well yesterday was one of the first times actually the first time christine's ever come over to my house to hang out with me it was very weird i was like i've never been here without allison yeah yeah you anytime christine's come over it was to hang out with allison even then it's not a lot remember that allison and i are like really good friends for 10 years now i feel like we never talk about that aspect because in case you don't remember christine introduced me to allison (laughs) she's become like the girlfriend rather than like my close friend right so um she holds a place in both our hearts so they they've hung out and not even a, a lot of times then i feel like you've mostly come over for parties yeah like allison held a poker night sometimes like she's we've done like a dinner where she cooked me dinner that was nice um and then like parties yeah but uh yesterday was the first time christine came over to hang out with me and i was the only one home and it was just the two of us in an empty apartment and i'm used to being in a loud fuzzy furry animal apartment with you i mean that my whole life has just it was so silent i was like texting and i realized there was no sound happening because no one was interacting with christine i felt (laughs) like bird box i kept like looking at or not bird box what's the one where you can't make noise yeah no, that's no, the no, one no, with uh, the, the, I know, the clapping with Sandy Bullock. No, no, Br- Sandy is, uh, who plays Jim from The Office? He's the one in the oh, other Oh, A one. Quiet Place? Quiet Place, oh. where you can't make any What's noise. What's the one where she's in the canoe that everyone yeah, freaked out about? Yeah, that's Bird Box. Oh, yeah. okay. But I was thinking of The Quiet Place, because I was like, I kept like looking around. Like, right. Every time there was a sound, I was like, I'm going to be murdered, I think. Anyway. Yeah, we have a, we're, we run a very quiet apartment for the most part. It's amazing. Here I am with like fucking elementary school kids screaming well, at all Well, Christine was sitting on the floor and she was like, usually there'd be like four different animals in I my can't. face. I can't sit on the floor because they just come at me. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, welcome to the floor. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is what the floor is like. I forgot. Also, we have couches. She just chose. The I, yeah, I was wrapping presents. It's the whole thing. Um, But so we were hanging out and we were talking about uh, certain things for like the meet and greet and how we want to uh, maybe we should start adding more questions on our like our like a frequently asked questions mm. part of the meet and specifically for the meet and greet because uh last year although we're very grateful for a lot and all of the presents (laughs) a lot of people send some wild things and so we were just joking around being like oh maybe we need to uh like add something on the website of like you like because a lot of people ask can we bring presents to the meet and greet yes you can first of all but we were saying with a caveat (laughs) but we were saying on the website we should have a caveat saying like but please do not bring the following and they're like things that we like real human body parts please no 
like body parts uh uh ashes of uh people you loved like things like they really have happened already so things that we're really anxious about uh having to it's very weird to smile for a picture after being handed things that are a little that are dark and like we you know want to make everybody really happy but then we're like are we maybe we're not we also have to like uh we have to make sure that we give an appropriate response instead of like, oh, my God, like I'm holding teeth. Like, you know, because <laughs> it's live, like actually live. It's like literally <laughs> happening. And someone like they always have a friend filming it. So it's like, oh, I have to act really cool as I'm holding someone's body parts. Someone's so, like toenails or whatever. <laughs> like, oh, God. <laughs> so uh, anyway, I don't know how I got off on this tangent. But either. We were thinking about uh, adding a little something on the website of like a list of things that please don't bring them again that being said we love like we get really excited when you do bring gifts um even we got like a prosthetic hand like i know i said body mm. parts but i mean real butt because that one was fun to scare i'm scared the shit out of me with that um we got uh you know some fun stuff i love when people make gifts and then we can put bring them back to the studio um we sometimes get like snacks and wine from that are local i don't know you guys are just really awesome and don't feel like you have to bring a gift ever like that is not what we're saying bring a gift <laughs> <laughs> only for um yeah and then M, you can put put in your fucking suitcase i'm the one who has That's to pack trick, everything yeah. but um no so thank you guys in advance i know that a lot of you have been asking so yeah just so- no body sorry i'm just like yelled at you <laughs> <laughs> no body parts to the one percent out there um the special one anyway. percent who bring body parts. <laughs> Not that we like weren't interested. It was just like, oh, it was fascinating, and it was definitely. If your goal was it to to be the top of conversation when we got to correct, our hotel, correct. you won. If you wanted gossip corner to be about you, you did it. Um, also, uh, I think part of it too is that we were like, so this has happened multiple times, and it's been great. But the one time that it happens and things aren't great, like they, I don't know, bring yeah. a heart, an to, organ. I don't. To be fair, everyone that's brought us something that was a little like off the charts, they were always very nice. Oh yeah, no, it was never a problem. But we thought it was just like, why? How did this? How did this end up in my hands? We just kind of envisioned the projection of what it could look like in like the next <laughs> right. two years, and we were like, things could go south. People could start trying to like one up each other, try and I'm bring, scared. Try to take our body parts. I don't know. Uh, who knows? Right. So uh, let's get into these stories. Okay, please. <laughs> Just to stop derailing. <clears throat> please, please. Can I? Oh, this is so, like, I'm so sorry. I, there's something really important that we have been meaning to bring up for like weeks and we have not um and this is i it just popped into my head what? We, uh, we were on jim harold's uh oh my god show, yes paranormal podcast and i keep meaning to like plug that we keep saying we're gonna do it and then we keep forgetting and because we keep recording in advance and so like right we've been behind and i'm so sorry to like interrupt but I no don't no no forget. this needs to be told but we were on uh jim harold's paranormal podcast and uh pod lords which is a podcast where he interviews podcasters about like their kind of how they became podcasters what their kind of methods are and uh, that one, we had a really good time. You learned some fun facts about me and Em on that one, I think, in our friendship. Also, the fun part of that is we were on a show about how we came to have our own podcast, and it was hosted to the person who inspired who, part of who our podcast. inspired our podcast. So it Literally. wasn't just like a, a, a normal interview. It was like the person who inspired us asking how we got yeah. here. And so it was really cool to like it was very look meta. him in the eyes and be like, you're why. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> I didn't ask for this. He was like, I should have not asked you to be on my show. It was very meta. But anyway, we had an awesome time and um, you should go listen to Jim Harold. He's our personal podcast hero. Point being, it, we had a lot of fun and it was super great. And um, I, I'm just really thankful that he let us on both of those. They're separate interviews. So um, go check them out. Jim Harold's Paranormal Podcast, which is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And then he just started Pod Lords, which is also really cool. Okay, so sorry about that. No, you're good. Yikes. Um, also, Paranormal, the campfire. Oh, yeah. His, 
his show, The Campfire, is the one where we became friends. Yeah, that's his most known show. But um, Paranormal Podcast is really great too. He has a ton. He's of He's got a lot, and they're all good. So please go He's listen. Very to all prolific. Of them. Just shovel him into your entire life. The thought actually. that we were interviewed on Jim Harold like three years ago would have blown, blown our, our minds. Mind. Like we wouldn't have believed it for a second. So explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. I know I've talked about it before, but we received the most lovely gift basket from Funlove. First of all, I didn't know what it was at first, and then when I pulled out a vibrator, I thought, oh boy, this is not your everyday fruit basket. There was everything, I'm telling you, from sexy perfumes to toys to vibrators to lube. I mean, I gotta say, it's like a one-stop shop, okay? If you go to funlove.com and you're looking for maybe a romantic evening, either with a loved one or with yourself, they've got what you're looking for, I can promise you. So what are you waiting for? Explore, discover, indulge, and make love fun by visiting funlove.com. And if you live in Arizona or Colorado, check out one of their 18 store locations. Hey, maybe I'll stop by when I'm in town. And for a limited time, you can save 30% off your first order when you use the code DRINK at funlove.com. Head to funlove.com today and use code DRINK at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue, then get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace Courses, you can create engaging content your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. So I'm doing live show notes. I had a plan for a, a much larger story, which I'm going to do a little bit later. I found a whole lot more information and I want to try to get as much of it in as I can. So uh, I stopped halfway. I realized it was not going to get done in time. So I'm doing a live shows notes. I'm doing one of the stories from when we went to Houston, which was a long time ago now. That was one of our very first shows. I think when this comes out, it'll be like a year because it was January. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. January. It was January, like the mid January. We did two shows in one night and we went, this can't happen again. And then we did it again in Salt Lake. But (laughs) yeah, Houston was the only place up until Salt Lake where we did Mm -hmm. that, right? Yep. So this was uh, round two, and so we were really tired. Also, we're about to be back, and there's still tickets, so go to H- go buy Houston tickets. Also, Houston was one of the loudest shows we oh, ever did. Oh, my so God, it was fucking bananas. Texas does it big, so Dallas please... Dallas already sold out. Please scream at the top of your lungs Yay. for us. It makes... Uh, it gives us a little ego snack. So, <laughs> ego snack? <laughs> uh, so, uh, okay, so this is my second story that I did at the show. This is Hotel Galvez. I literally was like, I bet I'll at least remember the name. No, I remembered nothing. I don't remember anything either. Uh, (laughs) Once again, here we go all together. So, um, and this was back when we did it. And that's why we draw because I see a little, uh, some color blockings on my notes. Okay. So let's, let's all learn together about Hotel Galvez, shall we? Please. Apparently it's located in Galveston. That makes sense. Woo! I hear it now. (laughs) 
Um, oh, and my mom texted me. There she goes. Okay. Located in Galveston is a massive hotel right on the beach, apparently. That's fun. Oh, that sounds Speaking nice. of my mother, that's exactly probably she where she wants to it. go. Fun fact. It is apparently the oldest and most haunted hotel in Galveston and has been on short story or on ghost stories and ghost lab. Okay. Fun fact. That is fun. Yeah. Drink. Uh, so, okay. Well, this is interesting. So in the 1800s, there were several orphanages on Galveston Island. And in 1900, there was a storm called the 1900 storm. That's very creative. I don't know where this comes in, but uh, at the live show, apparently, I thought it was appropriate to now do an And That's Why We Draw okay. called Superhero Nuns. What the? Oh, you always did yours before the fact, and then I did mine afterwards. So it would always not make sense until the story. I liked I liked being contextually complicated. <laughs> what are your words today? Oh, my goodness. I'm on one. Guys, this is what happens when you... Go to bed at like four a.m. or five a.m. Something happened to your and head. wake up at night <laughs> because you came in and went. You look so beautiful, and I went, "What the fuck?" <laughs> look, if I this have is, not showered. <laughs> if this is how I am today, let's no, just I, all embrace can it. Can we just? It's like when Dwight hits his head, and like Pam's like, "I have a friend." All of a sudden, can you just <laughs> like stay this way? Thanks, Pan. Thank you, Pan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, during this storm in 1900, called the 1900 storm, mm. uh, Saint Mary's Orphans Asylum. Don't like that word. Uh, was destroyed, and 90 children and 10 sisters were all killed, and only three orphans survived. Oh, my God. Yikes. So 90 out of 93 children (laughs) passed away. And trying to save the kids, uh, the nuns actually cut clotheslines into pieces to tie around each kid's waist uh, and their own. So they would tie... Uh, they tie it around their waist, tie it around the kids, and almost form an alley line of children to try to get through the storm. And this potentially caused them to actually die faster because they all got tangled up and drowned (gasps) in the in the water what the fuck i'm sorry houston has gone quiet yeah houston we (laughs) have a a hush falls over houston we have a big problem (laughs) okay christine Christine (laughs) recently told me that i never noticed it but whenever i'm wildly disappointed in her i do this like specific exhale you guys know i'm sure you hear it all the time and now i hear it every time and i just heard a slight version of it where i just went (sighs) yeah that's the one i do this thing apparently where i like constantly like grab my own collarbone when i'm like worked up or anxious it's so true and i was like god it's really annoying when you have a necklace on because then you're double because you're playing with it all the way out here and then you go back and then you come it's a weird (laughs) self-soothing technique i don't know it looks like i'm fucking choking myself i just exhale because about everything going on in my life christine shows up and i just go i just like choke myself out for about everything in my life (laughs) um okay so oh yeah the children are all dying um oh, sure let's go back to that <clears throat> so the bodies of several children and one of the sisters were actually found <clears throat> still tied together oh, fuck many of the bodies were buried and they uh where they were found uh aka their bodies were buried on the property where the hotel is now oh my they're still there they're buried there that's wild okay well when they found the bodies essentially that was their first sure. bit resting space um and that reminds me of when we went to... <laughs> what does it remind you of? I don't have any clue. The hotel in, in New Orleans oh, where it was true. a bunch... It was used to be an orphanage and a bunch of children are said to haunt that's the place. That's where we met Michael. Why do you say his fucking name? I don't know. I'm so afraid. He, I can, he can hear us. I know I he can hear us right now. stop myself. Ooh, I just got really, really religious. Oh, this is why Christian I watch Greenleaf. I'm trying to be a Greenleaf. I'm just trying. Okay. What does that mean? Okay. <laughs> the Greenleafs are the family. The Greenleafs are the family. You definitely hit your head on something. <laughs> 
Everyone go watch Greenleaf and tell me I'm wrong. I'm not going to watch that. I don't Season think three I... gets bananas. Oh, my God. I Every every five minutes, I was like, there is Isn't nothing gonna, like, that is not. going to upset me? Don't they? It feels like it's going to upset me. I, I don't know how you're going to react to it. I love it. Okay. Makes me really excited. So oh maybe God, you will okay. hate it. Um, <laughs> Probably. But no, the, the last season I just finished up, I was like, there is no stone unturned this family is going through it oh this my. year oh my oh my goodness okay uh where are we oh yeah okay so the bodies were originally buried on the property where the hotel is now mm-hmm. so the storm destroyed the entire island and the residents wanted to rebuild no matter what it's good for them mm-hmm. they rebuilt the area including in june uh 1911 when they opened Hotel Galvez, which oh. was named after Count Bernard, Bernana, Bernardo. Oh, I can't do it. That hurts my ears. <laughs> Bernardo. Oh, Jesus. De Galvez y Madrid. I like how the ending just kind of <clears throat> I try, I tapered wanted, off. I into... wanted Bernardo and that was it. My One of my best friends at ISS, his name was Gerardo. And it took a long Gerardo. time. Took a long time to learn that one because I just always called him Hera. Oh, Hera, And I was right. like, what's your last, what's your full name? And he was like, it's, it's Gerardo. Gerardo. <laughs> Ugh, took a long time. Okay, so uh, the hotel was nicknamed uh, Queen of the Gulf because it overlooked the Great Sea Wall and the Gulf of Mexico. Beautiful. Very fun. It was also nicknamed the Playground of the Southwest, and the hotel was so prestigious it became a hotel for elite upper class. Oh, my. What Sorry. a turn, though. <clears throat> what a turn. Yeah. Guests included Howard Hughes, Frank Sinatra, Jimmy Stewart, General MacArthur, um, uh, Franklin Roosevelt, Franklin D. Roosevelt, and Dwight Eisenhower, uh, Lyndon B. Johnson. Jesus. So lots of people. A lot of prezzes. A lot of prezzes. In, in the 1950s, a bride-to-be named Audra, you can see where this is going oh, if you've always. ever heard a bride in one of my stories, was a guest of the hotel with her fiancé, or while her fiancé was out to sea. Mm. She checked into room 501. And would take the elevator to the eighth floor and climb the ladder up to the roof. And on the roof, she would watch for her fiance's ship to come home. Oh, no. After oh, a storm, no. Audra heard the ship had wrecked and all were lost or dead. She was so miserable <coughs> that she ended her life by hanging herself in room 501. Oh, shit. In the bathroom. Oh. A week after her death. Do I even have to tell you at this point? It's been 153 episodes. Oh, no. Audra's fiance was rescued and came to the hotel looking for her. Oh, my God. So now there is a haunted bride at this hotel. Sure. Find me a hotel where there isn't a haunted bride and I'll pay a million dollars. In a white dress, yeah. Uh, Her nickname apparently is Lovelorn Lady. Oh, my. She's the most famous spirit at Galvez and especially on the fifth floor where she died. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a spirit of a little girl who guests and staff have both seen wearing early 1900s clothing and bouncing a ball. Fun. Staff have reported seeing her near the gift shop, on the staircase, and on multiple floors, and she's often seen by construction workers, especially recently, as of last year, when I did this, especially recently, uh, when some were renovating the basement. Oh. So, oh, you know, renovations. I know. Spirits Stir. do not like when the environment is being mixed up. <clears throat> Tampered with. Tampered with is a great word. <laughs> oh, we got to bring that back. Tamper. I just need to start putting it into my regular vocab. Yeah, you know? you've added a few words today already. So, you know what a good word is? Uh... Yeah, that stupid sigh. Yeah, okay. it's a great word. You use it all the time. I I blacked out. I got excited to finally <laughs> use my new word, and I forgot it. Oh, great. Um, is it a Sisyphusian? <laughs> no, but I will say, since then, I have kind of I haven't really committed to it yet because I know myself, and I'll say I'm going to do something and I won't. But I, I'm taking it day by day. And I am trying to learn. I I found a oh cal- a calendar a word calendar. No, I, that I need. Oh, <laughs> I am 
a little by little before I go to bed learning a little bit about Greek mythology. Oh my! You like got me into it, really? Yeah, because I wanted to go read that story oh, after you talked about Latin it. Latin class finally paid off. So I'm starting at the very beginning. Well, back in Latin class, I didn't like. I wasn't learn. I wasn't paying attention to anything. Oh, me in that neither. Class. I don't know how this happened. But so I'm starting at the very beginning. So I'm currently learning everything I can about chaos, which okay. it, I sit next to. So <laughs> you're like, you don't need to learn much more. Like, I can just ask you how you're feeling, and I'll know everything about chaos. <laughs> oh, and um, Cronus, who ate his babies. I remember that part. I'm trying to do it in the best, the most quote chronological I think that's version the possible, isn't it? When Cronus eats his babies, that's like chaos a- is the first because not that they apparently chaos creates uh earth underworld and love or oh. desire and then later creates darkness and night apparently he also ends up marrying night it becomes a thing i'm learning very slowly but all right well let us know i'll catch you goes. up when i get to Cronus. i'll let you know let me know when you get to sisyphus <sighs> i can't wait that's a different side <laughs> also i forgot i'm being recorded so i just got a paper towel and started blowing my nose like a fucking trash monster <laughs> talk about chaos so i apologize if i have really guys, bad allergies if you guys knew how often we blow our nose nice <laughs> <laughs> We're messes over here. Also, fun fact, I feel like not many people know this, but I do have, like, a mild allergy to dogs. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. Yeah, you did. I've definitely told you this before. Probably, like, years ago when yeah. it first was relevant, and now I just don't even think about it. Yeah. I, like, if I'm, a, if I'm around dogs, it's fine, but if I ever, like, sleep with a dog in my face, I'll wake up with a cold. Oh, that's why you always wash your hands after. With mm-hmm. a cold? Oh, with a straight-up cold, yeah. I don't think that's how allergies work, is it? It's how it works every single time. If, like... If I were to lie on a couch and Gio was snuggled up on me, if I if I stayed the night and breathed him in all night, I'll wake up with the worst sore throat ever and oh my it God. devolves into a cold. Yeah, I have, ter- I have terrible sinuses, so anytime there's even a slight drop of moisture in the air, my whole head just decides to give up on me. Yeah, I get like sinus <clears throat> allergic, rea- not a sinus infection kind of symptoms mm-hmm. if i breathe in that kind of dander for too long so sorry about the it's God, okay people who are new to this are like what the fuck is this i hear nothing relevant people would life. be like i don't care about i mean i already fucking... committed to geo it's fine sinuses but i do have to wash my hands after i pet him yeah. okay so oh yeah the little girl uh i said something about greek mythology i don't know where we are anymore okay so you said what's a great you know what's <clears throat> a great word and then you didn't come up with the word that's where we were I think I was thinking of the word juxtaposition. Oh, that is a great word. Uh, well, we'll find out later when it hits me. Okay. Um, okay, so they... Oh, yeah. The little girl is often most seen during renovations. Um, the children's spirits will also play in the lobby on the piano and have been known to knock items off of tables and counters. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, women have heard these children, and when they hear the kids talking to them, the kids will call them mommy. Oh, oh no. Oh no. Yeah. That's like when they have stories of kids of ghost children like grabbing your hand and mm-hmm. pe- people will be on a tour and it'll be like, "Oh, a child just grabbed my hand." There's nobody there, but it's like Mm-mm. they grab the The hand. worst part is when we have uh the worst slash best cuz I don't I don't want you guys to be deterred and then not do this if you fall into this category. But during live shows, we have had people come up to us at meet and greets and be like, "I didn't want to scare you, but I'm uh-huh. a medium." And there was like a really like uh-huh. black energy standing just over like you. Just like standing behind you the entire And then it was somebody said oh it was standing behind em and i was like haha and they were like no when you started your story it walked over to you i was like wait 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 wait, wait. goose cam goose cam indeed i was like why would you do this so we have our own demon groupie apparently roadie if you will so uh in room 501 is one of the most haunted rooms in the hotel like i said that's where the uh the bride to be Mm. passed on and people have seen her walking through the halls they've seen her sitting on her bed and they've seen her as a shadow figure 
Oh, my. She's also known to bring a cold breeze with her wherever she goes. She'll cry, slam doors, turn TVs and lights on and off, and front desk attendants have had problems getting the hotel room keys to work for that room. Mm. There are reports of humming and a strange light coming out from under the door of room 501 when the room is vacant. Oh, no. That's a firm pass for me. I don't like that one bit. And uh, there are also reports of phones not working in the room. So if your phone is called, someone else will answer or texts won't go through. Like the phone will just redirect you or oh my. it just doesn't work. Okay. So if you were scared in there and tried yeah, to like call sucks. for help, really you're sucks. fucked. <laughs> there are EVPs apparently of Audra giving intelligent responses. Oh. When asked what happened to you, she'll say bathroom or rope. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, no. Yikes. Oh, no. Um, she's also, uh, said on a spirit box drawer, which led people to check the drawer where books about her were. Oh God. Okay. That gave me goosebumps. That's pretty creepy. Uh, also when reading the book, guests have turned to a page where it mentioned her fiance and the spirit box at the same time says rescued. <gasps> Yikes. That's Woof. a goose cam that's, right there. Oh, I'm goose camming all over the place. I'll tell you what. Oh my word. Oh my. Okay, so this is apparently where another and that's where we draw began, and it's titled Unpleasant Bathroom Experience. Well, I guess that's And I one don't way. have a picture to show you. One way to put it. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is the one where somebody photoshopped me, Zach Baggins, oh, yeah. into the mirror. Yeah, and like you're playing Bloody Mary and Zach showed up. Yes, exactly. Uh, so apparently the reason for that is because one guest was by the pool and came in to use the bathroom on the main floor. Once she was in the stall, the lights in the whole bathroom went out and she heard heavy footsteps on the bathroom floor outside of her stall, having breathing and a man say, get out. Oof. She ran to security. First of all, you have to leave the stall, walk through that bathroom where you think someone is. That's true. Whew, that's the worst part. She ran to security and they said, oh, that's normal. <laughs> And looked through the surveillance, and nobody followed her in or left after her. If you're that scared that you're confident someone else is in that bathroom with you, and then there's no one on the camera, that must be the most, like, scary, topsy-turvy feeling of, like... So disorienting. Yeah, disorienting, exactly. Uh, There are several hauntings in the lobby bathroom, apparently, where children laugh and knock on the stall doors, and they steal your toilet paper. Well, that's just fucking rude. That's obvious, just the meanest thing you can do. Really cruel. That's what you should do to your enemies after you die. Yeah uh stall doors shake and vibrate and the toilets in stalls next to you will flush on their own oh that's frightening not even the one you're at the one next can you imagine to you. if it, maybe the like the automated thing you think is happening when you're in a stall is exactly. actually a ghost being like nope it's like you're out can you get out this keeps trying <laughs> it's to push like you're you here for too long uh and the doors will also open to different stalls and nobody's there Woof. employees will feel someone staring at them in the halls and in the alleyways and one there's one report of someone watching the walls morph and twist in front of their eyes oh whoa whoa that's weird i don't know if they were on shrooms (laughs) i was gonna say that could be a multiple i don't know they didn't say how or what they were doing before they reported this Mm -hmm. so there's a painting of a man whose eyes supposedly follow you wherever you go and staff say there's a man in the corner of a laundry room that stands there and watches you and the new machines will always break down Mm. Mm -mm. in the restaurant candles will blow out and the dishes will break in cabinets for no reason and staff members report seeing an old-fashioned maid and a man walking through a guest door a guest room and disappear together oh weird okay so at least they're interacting together yeah that's nice at least i have a friend in the afterlife 
Well, apparently sometimes they're by themselves and sometimes they're together. Oh, weird. Okay. Uh, management has said that the spirits here are not mean or harmful, but they're just jokesters <laughs> as they break all of your cabinets. Yeah, someone yells, get out in the bathroom. <laughs> they they break cabinets of uh, your wine glasses. That sounds pretty violent to me. That's pretty fucking terrible. And they make the hotel's equipment break down and they have guests leaving earlier than expected. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> but they're friendly. <laughs> uh, doors slam shut and windows sound like their glasses breaking and then you go check on the window and nothing bad has happened. God, talk about this makes you feel crazy it's like it's a crazy gaslighting yeah. ghosts here. crazy making and clean bedrooms will always get messy or messy rooms will always get clean that's the place uh, i want to be again this is fucking yeah the the second one <laughs> what uh, what a game of russian but, roulette you know, there i always say this when you talk about this story and i, I think i've only said it at live shows maybe i'm probably fucking said it on the show but like it would be so frustrating if you were on the cleaning staff and then like a room kept becoming dirty and you were like I, listen i fucking spent two hours cleaning that room and now it's messy and yep. like it does your boss believe you who knows or <laughs> what if people use that to their advantage they just go on a cigarette break and they're like oh no i totally cleaned it that was a ghost yep i just wonder how that how that goes down if you work at a hotel let me know i i'm sure like <laughs> they get away with some things like right yeah but really know. someone's also gotten fired for because That's of a I'm ghost saying. someone out there so has. frustrating yeah that should be a theme for one of our listener stories. I was just actually. thinking that. I was like, if you've been fired because of a ghost, <laughs> send in your story. See, M's taking over the themes now. I'm just doing it at th- in the general. I love in that. the general episodes. I love that. Um, okay, so uh, down by the beach, people also report seeing a nun walking up and down the shore during storms. And nun ghosts are probably the scariest. Well, also walking up and down the shore during storms. So it's believed to be oh. the ghost of Sister Catherine, who was the nun who died protecting the children. Trying to save the children. What the but also i will backtrack real quick and say the nun ghosts do really just terrify me so much it's the worst it's the worst um one man named timmy was uh staying in room 507 which shares a wall with 505 Mm -hmm. and his this is an entire quote from timmy i felt stared at the entire time no matter where i was in the room there was always someone watching me from behind i read in bed for a half an hour before i fell asleep i woke up in the middle of the night to a bizarre sound almost as if someone were wearing a uh, almost as if someone were wearing a dress and walking over leaves, that swish, swish sound. Oh, my. I turned on the lamp beside me, but I couldn't see anything amiss in the room. The window was shut. The air conditioning was off. Everything seemed fine. I figured it must have been someone in the hallway walking past my door, so I turned off the light and fell back asleep. First mistake, Timmy. <laughs> I A little while later, I woke up to the same sound, but it sounded like it was right beside me in the room. Oh, my God. When I turned on the light, I was shocked to find a woman in my room. Oh, my God. She had messy blonde hair and a thin cotton dress on. At first, nothing seemed unnatural about her. But I first, when I first saw her, um, I thought I had missed the fact that I had one of those rooms that connected to another hotel room. So maybe she came into oh, my room sure. by mistake with a conjoin, uh, conjoining door. Is yeah, that what it's called? Yeah. Um, but <laughs> maybe it was even a dare. Okay, so maybe like fun so bachelor that's an, weekend or that's something. That's an interesting thought. Uh, but a second after I registered the woman, <laughs> she seemed to lift off the floor a couple of feet. She had her head tilted no, back no, no, no. and screeched in pain as she levitated. Oh my fucking God. I watched in horror as she descended back onto the floor and seemed to resume a calm expression. I was about to ask if she was all right when she lifted off the ground again, repeating the same process. Uh, this time I could tell that she was being lifted up and held by her neck oh. as if there was an invisible rope oh. wrapped around her throat. This girl was being hanged over and over again in my hotel room in Galveston. What the fuck, dude? And that's the Hotel Galveston. 
Thank you, Timmy, for that fucked up story. Seriously, I mean, that's fucking nightmare fuel. I, but you know what I, well, you know what I was thinking during that is like the first time he heard the dress swishing and he woke up and there was nothing there. And then later it happened again and she appeared. I wonder if she was like, had to like try harder to Mm. to appear to him. You know what I mean? Maybe she was like putting out more and more energy. energy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like she wanted someone to know her story. Maybe it was a dare. Or maybe maybe it was a really weird ass dare. I dare you to levitate in a stranger's room. Oh my fucking god! Yeah, that's awful. Yikes! That's so terrible. Anyway, thanks, Houston. Thanks for that. For that. I guess um, we're coming back soon. Coming back live. <laughs> we're staying at the Hotel Galvez. No, I'm just kidding. No, we at are this not. Point, not I'm in five oh whatever. Absolutely not. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Juni, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues, and Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Daylight saving time is starting up again. It may feel like there are more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates any sooner. There's only one way to do that. ZipRecruiter. Right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com drink. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100 plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. ZipRecruiter's smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com drink. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com drink. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Okay, so um, I have a true crime story here today. Let's hear it. Okay. You do? Wait a minute. On this show? You have a true crime show, right? Oh my god, this is unprecedented. <laughs> 2020 new year, new me. New year, new me, new stories. Same old, same old. Um, so here's the thing. M today came in the house and said, Christine, you look so nice today. I think my exact words were, Holy shit, this is the most beautiful version of you I've ever seen. And it took me a while to figure out why that was. And now I realize it's because of my accessory that Em thought I was so beautiful. God damn it. <laughs> Christine, I don't even want to look. I already know. <laughs> I'm not going to look. Hi, Lemon. This is Lemon. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> He's in my pocket the whole time. 
That must be I've disgusting. Di- it's giving me a Is that why you put on jeans today? A glow. Yeah. So you would have a pocket? <laughs> yeah. I fucking hate you. I take it all back. Okay, so, to be fair, guys, Christine when she so I'm an, I'm <clears throat> low key, high key, a sucker for like long curly hair under a baseball hat. Mm. And Christine did that today and she looked like like Brie Larson in that scene of Cats and Marvel with the shield hat and the leather jacket. She looked like divine. And now I, was, I hate that I said it. It was really sweet of you. It really made my day. So thank you for the compliment. Um, mm. Yeah, that was very nice of you, especially because the reason I was wearing a hat is because I did not wash my hair. So I was like, oh, OK, maybe it works. <laughs> um, anyway, fun and, fact. And thanks, Dad, for the great hat. Uh, OK, so now that what? Em thinks I'm really ugly, um, I will tell you this. Hideous, some might say. I have two true crime stories. Uh, the first one is a mini true crime story, and it involves me and my best friend, Lemon. And, um, you know, recently, I don't know if you guys know about this, but Lemon uh, was Lemon napped. Lemon took a journey Lemon took that a- he, did, he did not consent to. No, no, n- neither I nor Lemon consented. <laughs> An uncons- unconsented quest. Sure, that's sure. the one. Uh, and Lemon was Lemon napped, and um, M tweeted at me this ransom note months later let's remember like i didn't steal him for a day like i stole him for many moons and actually there was like a really long period of time where i was very afraid that i had lost lemon and i was afraid to tell you guys about losing lemon because i thought oh god like they're never gonna forgive me we even did like a facebook live uh i think last month where someone was like where's lemon we want to see lemon (laughs) and chris over there christine was like i don't know where lemon is and i was like don't worry lemon's somewhere so finally em admits that like they have lemon and i was like thank the christ because i really thought i had lost it i was like somehow lemon has become such a vital part of your career that you can't tell people whether or not you've lost him. honest to god i was like i did not think this would become you know what i make of my life but i'm not i'm not displeased with it um so yesterday so i received this ransom note that i needed to arrive at m's house yesterday at 2 p.m uh with a secret passcode which was i will buy you cheesecake factory oh no okay first of all i did not learn the password <laughs> I, well, the ransom note said, if you ever want to see Lemon again, please be in Burbank tomorrow at 2 p.m. Password will be sent to you shortly. Oh, Come right. alone. Right. And then I texted her the password and I said, the passcode to get into my building is, let's, let me treat you to Cheesecake Factory after okay. this. That's right. And if you don't say it verbatim, you are not welcome in my home. Well, uh, somehow I snuck in anyway. <laughs> somehow she did not say that. And yet she showed up in my house. I was on the floor of your kitchen for if a while. there's a will, there's a way. And she got in. So M put me through the ringer. Uh, I don't want to give everything away because we did uh, film an entire video of this true crime shenanigans. But Lemon was lemon napped and Eve and I were tasked with saving Lemon. And it was this whole saga and there it was were, Christine's Christmas present. It to was be clear. yes, and it was like a there were mind games and physical. Uh, I I built an escape room in my apartment. Okay, there it is. Yes, I and built, built an- a literal escape room. Like I'm and I, and I don't mean like oh M put some clues behind a bookshelf. No, like M literally had like seventeen types of locks, padlocks on things. Like there were boxes, there were clues on the computer. We, M put a bicycle lock around their computer so that we had to figure out how the hell to open it. And there were clues in the computer. It was the wildest. And you had to know the password of the computer to get in. Oh, it was, right. Everything was like, tr- like had like a triple password. It scenario. was insane. And so M filmed the entire thing. Um, I presumably by now, hopefully, have edited it. Uh, because I watched it last night and I was like howling, but I was like, there are long periods of time where even I just kind of stare at the ceiling and go, huh, huh. And you guys don't want to see that. So I'm going to cut it down. But, um, I, I tried really hard to make it as like, as professional of a 
an escape room as possible like i appreciate you saying it, it i really put a lot of effort it into was, it it was insane so it wasn't just like i mean if you know us by now you know that we refuse to do anything that isn't wildly <laughs> we extravagant so like i tried to make it as i mean like i i feel like i did well enough that you i could guys, like sell it to an were, escape no, room honest to god there were like pages in book like so m had the codex we had to use the codex to solve a clue that was in an episode of the office in a certain season like it was the wildest shit i've ever experienced and then there was like a map where we uh, on the wall and there was an arrow and we had to find the alien bible and then like i mean it is and there was a black light and then there the were, at some light, point oh you God. opened a padlock box so a remote control or when you turn the lights off there was like a picture that was projected on the, the ceiling. ceiling all of a sudden and that was you had to use that in the cryptex like thing. i don't think i could ever do an escape room again because i'm gonna be like well where's <laughs> the fish on the ceiling this is not okay but it was it first i also tried to make it i tried to cater it to christine and eva so that they would actually like look in the right spots which you guys did find all the right clues i also had uh rj and allison uh (laughs) i had them as my guinea pigs and i was like before eva and christine do this i need two (laughs) people to try it out so i know that everything goes in the right order because i don't know if you've tried to make an escape room that's wildly elaborate but (laughs) yeah i think we all if you have then you Uh understand that uh it's not just one linear no, there's so many moving parts like you can't do this problem to solve this problem like there's like it's just chaos like you have to make like seven lines of really tough puzzles and they all have to go in the right order because how connect if you hide a clue in the wrong space then you might not be able to get into that box yet and this then you trap like yourself it gets insane really convoluted and so i made rj and allison try it out first to make sure that the order i placed everything right right right. in theory everything would go smoothly right like a test run and it was let me tell you if you have not if if you ever create an escape room or do an escape room for yourself first and then put your significant other in there when you know the answers you learn a lot about them oh my goodness trying to watch them solve puzzles you know the answers to (laughs) and was like allison was just ripping pages she was just ripping shit apart (laughs) she literally just gave zero shits also like the escape room was in our house like our apartment like she knows where everything should be and she was just glancing over things on the bookshelf that i handmade (laughs) and like painted ladybugs on and shit like weird things and she just looked at and she's like I didn't know that I, was a clue. I, I it's like, really, what do you mean you didn't know that was a clue? I you thought that was here. just a piece of art that was in our living room. Yeah. It's like, you do not know anything about what's going on in this house, do you? So if you can ever get yourself to know all the answers to a puzzle and then put your best friends to the test, it's quite a I sight. I don't know how you did it because I watched it back and I was fucking frustrated with myself because I was like, I tried to idiot. make it easy. I tried to, I made it challenging, but I also thought it'd be like easy enough that you'd figure it out. And there were some things where I you think, just could not well, get Em it. had a timer going and I think I was like, really, we were both like, really... I gave them an hour, like a normal escape room, and I gave them three clues, like an escape room. But also, room. we were on camera, so part of it was like, I was like, okay, whatever we're doing <laughs> is literally being filmed, so that was part of it. No, but it was super fun, and so, anyway, point being, wow, we're putting that on Patreon, right? Yes. It's Patreon exclusive. Did you win? Did you get Lemon? Did I get Lemon? You got Lemon. In Citrus and in Health. You should have seen me screaming when Lemon finally appeared in my your hand. Your eyes, you're like a banshee when I you won- find- <laughs> I want to get that clip and make like a gif out of it. When you finally got lemon. And just like let's let's make it obvious now before people are wondering what's going on. I it may or may not have been a little over an hour. I may well, have given you a couple extra guys, minutes. We solved the puzzle at 59 seconds left and even I were so proud of ourselves. We were like 50 under a minute left and we solved and we kind of glanced at Eminem and was like 
I rewound the timer a few times. <laughs> They needed an extra 15 minutes, but it's okay. So, but I'm going to cut it down. It's not, you're not going to have to watch an hour and 15 minutes of footage. But um, yeah, so that's on Patreon. It was honestly one of the funnest things I've ever done. Honest to God. So if you, if you guys want to see what uh, an escape room and, or if you want to know what my apartment looks like, or if you want to watch Christine and Eva kind of like dead eye and just <laughs> gaze at my ceiling. I was in a Santa hat. If that is appealing to you, I don't know. Go follow our Patreon and you will have access to that or piece of footage. Or if you're just really attached to Lemon, which I am, and you, uh, you want to see him rescued, because look, spoiler alert, he's here with me now. Yeah. Um, And he's just, I literally picked him up. I started welling up. Like my little <laughs> eyes were filling with tears. Her first words were, I forgot how cute he is. So <laughs> I did. He's so cute. Look at him. If you're yeah. on, is this the first time he's appeared on YouTube? I think so. He look. He's chicken nugget colored. First of all, it's, no. Yes. No. He's beautiful. Live love lemon. Anyway, cool. <laughs> What's the next true crime? What's the next true crime? This is the real true crime. I okay. almost did an entire story on that. And then, I, well, we kind of just did, but. Uh, <laughs> Someone out there did tweet like, oh, I guess yes, we all yeah. know what the true crime of this week's episode is going to be. And I was like, Christine, if you can find a way to really like, hype up an entire escape room, yeah, like, that would actually be kind of I kind of did, but we, I didn't, yeah, I didn't present it as fiction. And was like, you don't have to do notes. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then I was like, okay, no, everyone's going to kill me if I don't actually do a story. Okay. Coffee sip. Wait, I want some. Okay. I was like, of mine? You don't drink coffee. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. No, gotcha. but I like a good strawberry tea. I meant to ask, since I ordered the Starbucks, do you like the freeze-dried strawberries, or do you like the puree? I like the puree. Oh, fuck. We should tell me. I, I like sorry. both. I'm not against either of them. I, I never personally get the puree. I think I just always picked the... Well, you, no, you did. You you were right, because when I first started this drink, oh, I did the dried okay. strawberries, and then I discovered the puree down the road, and my life was forever I always changed. I to ask, okay, so should I do the puree instead? Do now? a little combo both sometimes, see what happens okay, then. Okay, all right. Oh my goodness. Live love lemon. Love <laughs> strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so lemon and I are going to tell you the story. I'm going to hold on to him. I've been literally carrying him around since yesterday. <laughs> I, I, no <laughs> one doubted that. His face. Okay, so I found an article I'd saved in my bookmarks. You know how I love to go peruse my bookmarks when I'm lost for a story. And this bookmark was called 10 Crime Stories with Strange Coincidences, <clears throat> which obviously is right down my alley, and it's on listverse.com. Mm. So I used that article, obviously, and then I used uh, Medium, Unsolved Mysteries, Unsolved.com, All That's Interesting, Listverse, and ABC News. So this is the story of the Mary Morris murders. Got it. The year is 2000 is literally the entire bullet. Okay. We're really setting a scene here. So 20 years ago. Yep. Lemon was a twinkle in our eyes. <sighs> definitely. As was the show. Definitely an M's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 48-year-old Mary Lou Morris is a bank loan officer living in... Oh, yeah. I just remembered this story. is so cool. <laughs> I wrote these notes last week, and I was like, I think I really like that story, but I just remembered what it is. Okay. Okay. Guys, I'm sorry. I tried to be like productive and do them in advance, which then when it comes down to it, I'm like, what is this? You know, if you do them the night before, you're like, it's fresh. Yeah. Okay, so Mary, Mary Lou Morris, she's a bank loan officer living in the suburbs of Houston. Oh, holy shit, we did it again. How is this happening? I don't know. First Salt Lake. Oh, boy, both of the shows where we did twofers. Yeah. Oh, wait, ew, that is weird. Okay. Interesting that, what you guys are doing. This was not intentional, clearly, as you can tell by my stupid face. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's a bank loan officer living in the suburbs of Houston. Uh, one day she says goodbye to her husband, Jay, and heads out for work. Uh, it's October 12th, 2000. Throughout the day, Jay doesn't hear from Mary, which is pretty unusual because they keep in contact. Aw, kind of cute. Uh, she's not answering any of his calls, so he contacts her office, and they say Mary never arrived for work that morning. Uh-oh. 
Yep. That evening, someone driving an ATV on a remote stretch of road about three miles from where Mary and Jay Morris lived came across what looked like a burnt-out car. Inside was a body almost completely incinerated, and police used tooth fragments to identify the body as that of Mary Lou Morris. The death was immediately ruled as a homicide, um, even though it kind of looked like someone had tried to stage it to look like a suicide. Um, but it was immediate, immediately ruled as a homicide. Police said there was no sign of robbery or any other motive for the murder, so that was baffling. The only thing they noticed was that Mary's wedding ring was missing. Mm. Strange. Mary's daughter said she couldn't think of any enemies her mother may have had. Um, they asked about everything from gambling to drugs to affairs to any money issues they might be having. Um, and all the answers were no. Like, there was no issue, not even secret ones, that she that seemed to have. Of. Yeah. Got it. And yet someone had made an incredible effort to kill her and leave the body with barely any evidence torched in the middle of nowhere. So just wild. The day after Mary Lou's death, the Houston Chronicle received a strange phone call. The man on the other end of the line said simply, they got the wrong Mary Morris. <gasps> well, that makes a whole lot of sense. But also, oh, my God. Goose Cam. Oh, my and God. And I know the story. Okay. <laughs> and i know more than you <laughs> i know the end that was kind of like recently we were uh christine saw what i look like when i get scared and i apparently hold my i put my fingertips on the temples of my four on my head and i go oh my god it's like there's a high pitch of vibrato it's amazing but what's weird is like i try to act all tough and cool when like if something happens yeah. it never lands by the way there's like <laughs> but but christine saw it for like like a first-hand oh account of it i went oh my god it's pretty incredible and actually. now christine can't stop making fun of me for it but i and then meanwhile eva got scared and was like oh like this manly <laughs> grunt and we were like this is a strange uh turn of events uh, yeah yeah so yeah. that's that um anyway so goose can uh, they got the wrong Mary Morris. Just four days later, on October 16, 2000, authorities found the body of a woman in her vehicle along a remote stretch of road not far from where the F Mary Morris had been found. Nothing was missing from the car except the woman's wedding ring. Mm. And the strangest part of all is that this woman was also named Mary Morris. Whoa. So let me tell you a little bit about Mary Morris, number two. So her name is Mary McGinnis Morris. She was a 39-year-old nurse practitioner in Houston. On the afternoon of October 16, 2000, she stopped at the drugstore on the way home from work. While there, she called her close friend and said, someone at the drugstore is giving me the creeps and said, I'm going to run back to my office to turn off my computer and then I'm heading home. Twelve minutes later, Mary made a frantic 911 call. During the call, Mary had been beaten to death and then shot with her own gun yeah so yikes okay. to recap two women named mary morris who looked extremely similar by the way they both had like same haircut uh same Weird. complexion it's very strange looked extremely similar both found murdered in their cars in nearly the exact same spot in the houston area just three days apart so this is why it's on this list that i found I hear you. But while the first murder of Mary Morris had seemingly hit a dead end, the murder of Mary Morris number two immediately presented multiple suspects and motives. In the weeks leading up to the day of her death, Mary and her husband had both been having marital difficulties. A friend of Mary's told police that during this time, Mary was growing increasingly uncomfortable about one of her coworkers. Uh, he was a newly hired nurse named Dwayne. And Mary had told her friend that the new guy gave her serious creeps. Mm. And when her friend asked, do you really think he could hurt you? She said, yes, I do. And I think he could do worse. <gasps> oh, my God. So not a good sign to start off with. 
When the nurse was fired soon after, because actually of a report that she submitted, she said he made her uncomfortable, and so he was fired. Um, so after he was fired, Mary went to her office one day to find her things all moved around on her desk. Pictures were turned to face the wrong direction, and there was a note left behind with the words, death to her. <gasps> so, Oh, my God. Yeah. She allegedly told her husband, Mike Morris, that she was very afraid of the man and that she wanted a gun for protection. After showing her how the gun worked, he placed it under her car's driver's seat so she would have it handy if need be. When police interviewed Mary's husband, Mike, he told police he was at the movies with his daughter during his wife's murder. He refused to take a polygraph test. He didn't let police interview his daughter. He quickly hired an attorney, and it was noted that Mary's life insurance policy was worth 700000 at the time of her death. And I know some people tried to turn that into incriminating, but I'm like, you know, you don't. Of course you hire a lawyer. I mean, right. you never know. The justice system isn't perfect. Sorry, spoiler right. alert. And, <laughs> um, you know, if you don't want your child daughter to be interviewed by police without right. you, like, I don't blame you. Uh, a lot of people have a life insurance policy. I didn't think it was that alarming. And um, a polygraph can't even be used in court. So I don't think it was, like, that incriminating. Um, but it, it's worth noting, I guess. In their digging, police also found out that shortly before Mary's murder, Mike had confronted her about an alleged affair she was having with a friend. Mm. And finally, so another motive from another person. And finally, they discovered that hours after Mary had been murdered, Mike had made a call to Mary's cell phone. And this was hours after she was already dead. Got it. And the call lasted four minutes. <gasps> okay. He claimed he was calling her cell phone to try to get a hold of her because he didn't know where she was and sh that she hadn't answered. And when the police were like, well, why was it showing up as four minutes? He said, oh, that was a mistake on the part of the phone company. And they were like, hmm, that's a strange huh. coincidence. Right. Um, so he said the four minute timestamp was a mistake, but police believed Mike was calling Mary's murderer <gasps> Ooh. to make sure the job was done. <gasps> Ooh. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> The theory was that Mike had put out a hit on his own wife, Mary McGinnis Morris, and three days earlier, the hitman had killed Mary Lou Morris by mistake. I see. Especially from afar because they looked similar. Um, aside from the obvious... Oh, wait. What did I write here? Oh, hold on. Police have since stated... Okay, so I, I do want to add that police have since stated they believe the murders were coincidence... They said they don't have... They see why it's compelling, but they don't necessarily... They can't make a statement saying... That they were linked because they don't have enough to prove that they were linked. Uh, but most people, including both victims' families, actually believe this was a case of mistaken identity. Mm. Um, so all of the following is alleged, but I want to go through some of the evidence. Aside from the obvious, the brutal murders of two very similar looking women with the exact same name three days apart. So we already know that. It's believed that Mike Morris's call to Mary's number was actually an attempt to contact her killer who had been instructed to answer Mary's phone. Uh, and remember how both Marys were missing their wedding rings? Mm -hmm. So apparently that's a common tactic that hitmen use to prove to their employer that the job was done. Because they bring the wedding ring home and say, look, I got this off of the body, basically. Interesting. I know, right? So the fact that they both were missing just their wedding ring mm. is like another sign that points to right. the same person did it. Um, and then obviously there was that call to the newspaper saying they got the wrong Mary Morris, which I mean, that Yikes. alone is oh my God. chilling. Yeah. However, they never determined who made that call and, uh, Mary McGinnis's. So the second Mary's murder was also staged to look like a suicide. She had been shot in the head with her own gun, which her husband remember had stashed under her driver's right, seat. Right, right, right. So he, and that was only, so he knew there was a gun there exactly. near her. He could have told someone it's under the driver's seat and that was only weeks before the murder. So. 
the timing of it. And the right. only reason that we know that he had taught her or that she had asked for a gun is that um, he told he that was what he said. He's like, she asked right. for a gun. So, you know, he said, she said, but um, so that that's a little bit uh, incriminating as well, I think. Um, again, all alleged. Uh, now the first Mary, Mary Lou was not shot, which I thought was interesting. Um, so I actually found a super interesting theory on what may have happened on Reddit. Um, I went on a deep dive, you know, as you do. And again, this is all alleged. And obviously this especially is just like internet theory, but I thought this was super interesting. Um, user APWGK said, my theory on what happened in the first murder is that Mike's plan to make it look like a suicide went awry when the murderer discovered there was no gun under the seat or in the car because mm. he had the wrong person. So he had to use other means to commit murder and get rid of evidence, which is why he set the car on fire instead. I see. Isn't that wild? Huh. Because okay. I was like, why would they use different uh, methods of killing? Right. But then I'm like, well, if the gun wasn't there and he, he was told there would be a gun. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. So I thought that was really interesting and I hadn't seen that noted anywhere else. One of these days, I just wish one of these Reddit users, like, listened to our show. Wouldn't that be cool? If you are, please tell <laughs> if us. If you are APWGK, let me know. Uh, Mary McGinnis Morris's sister, Stephanie, also believes this was a case of mistaken identity and says she would be horrified if that were the case. She said, quote, if by chance this was someone who was hired to kill my sister, it is a very sad thing they got the wrong person at first. My heart has to go out to her daughter, Marilyn, and her stepfather. Yikes. So even, like, the second Mary who... They're not sure who killed her, but it seemed like she was the target. Even her family believes that um, the first one was a mistake. So, got it. Alarming. So, it's been nearly 20 years, um, and no one has been charged in either crime. Not that of Mary Lou Morris, or nor that of Mary McGinnis Morris. Police have been able to unable to find any direct evidence linking the two murders. Uh, Harris County Detective Robert Tonry said, unless you had a totally bumbling hitman that just went by and said, I will just look for the first Mary Morris I can, I don't see that as a viable option. I will okay. say I disagree with that because I don't think that every hitman... Well, okay, here, I'm just going to read it. Another interesting point that I found on Reddit uh, by user Buttrito, I really hope you listen to our show, uh, said, I think the idea of a hitman in true crime mysteries is often really glamorized. Like these are paid assassins with specialized training who would never make a mistake or leave evidence behind. But most people looking to kill their spouses end up, quote, hiring some rando with no real expertise other than perhaps a history of violence and or burglaries. I can definitely imagine that Mike Morris had a conversation with a stranger, whether it was someone he met by chance or someone that a shady friend introduced him to about killing his wife. Mike might not have even taken the request that seriously and thus only provided the bare basics in describing her and her routine. Mm. So I agree with that because I'm thinking, you know, you see movies and like the hitmen are like these right. assassins, but well I mean, established right. in crime and in killing. Exactly. And like know what they're doing and are super slick. Um, but I would agree that, you know, I've watched those episodes of Cops where um, it's really horrifying where people, they catch people hiring hitmen to kill people. And like those don't ever look <sighs> like very professional dealings. I can tell you that much. Um, so then, I, I mean, once again, this is all alleged, but I just thought that was an interesting like. A good. Yeah. That makes a good point. Yeah. Um, so this is where shit gets wild. Okay. At the bottom of the unsolved.com article, which was the most, so this is when I was like, I'm done with my notes and I was not. Right. Yeah. Okay. Been there. <laughs> we both know how that happens. Been there. So this was the most thorough. So on the unsolved uh, website, that was the most thorough account of the murders I could find. Um, they have a comment section and the comment section featured some really interesting guest stars. Uh, I'd like to preface this by saying, yes, I understand like people on the internet can uh, are not inherently trustworthy um, and this could be someone trolling, but just 
let's just come on this ride with me for a moment. I'm excited. One comment left May 22nd, 2017, read as follows. This is Judy, and I was hired by Mary McGinnis Morris to replace Dwayne as the nursing manager. I was there when Mary was murdered. I loved Mary from the bottom of my heart. Dwayne, your behavior was very suspicious during the weeks after Mary's murder, and you have no business practicing nursing. Three exclamation points. Okay. You need psychiatric help and are not competent to care for patients. Mary called me the morning before she died and asked me to go with her to lunch and meet her at the office. I told her, no, that I was going to work in my flight work in my yard. I don't know what that means. At my property. I was at the memorial service and basically took over Mary's position. A number of emails showed up in my new office email between Mary and her husband, and they were very telling. I believe Mike Morris was involved because Mary found child porn on his computer, and she was going to leave him. Whoa. So, you know, this is someone on the internet, but I thought it was an interesting... Um, a good take. Twist. Well, an interest. Yeah. An interesting... Uh, potential twist sure i will also say theory a good theory exactly theory and theory Theory. some might say (laughs) both theory and theory um i will also say that like if this is fake and it's just someone trolling they did a really good job of making it seem written by a middle-aged woman because there are like a lot of exclamation points like it's kind of okay i don't know if you're part of it but i'm uh i'm a member of the the group on facebook for millennials pretending to be boomers oh i want to be a part of that oh it's my favorite i mean people post it all the time but they'll post something random but they'll spell everything <laughs> yeah. just a little off there's like with a wild exclamation points like, and but it's like snd because the s is yep. next to the a i yeah. think you'd get a kick out of that so that ma- group. well so maybe it's one of those people i don't know but i thought it was like <laughs> but, re- really well done if they were faking it um because it really looks like somebody was just like trying to keyboard their way through that paragraph i see i see (laughs) um yeah so i don't know potentially um and this was also years ago so i'm i'm thinking probably the boomer page didn't exist back then if you're going to tell me that it was one of those they were just practicing on reddit first and then this facebook group came along and they're like oh i know exactly what to do just keep typing like that thinking it's real right it could be real too it could be real go with me i told you to come with me on this ride i'm on the ride Why are you abandoning me i'm on the ride i'm just looking for an escape apparently an exit strategy for some reason i think it's an interesting theory i so, do like it i think it could it makes sense oh wait there's another paragraph oh <laughs> i forgot it my prayers to mary's daughter and family dna has come a long way and i firmly believe the true criminal will be brought to justice mary's compassion had a huge impact upon my life and i am presently pursuing a doctorate in nursing dnp she is one of the best nurse practitioners in have ever known and i miss her love hugs and prayers the mary's family Mm. so if that's her if that really is a person that um, mary had hired uh before her death interesting that she had you know gone on the computer and gotten her emails and seen some like telling shadiness going on between her and her husband it's possible interesting but it gets weirder so wow so fucking don't jump off the road yet okay uh so guess who shows up next on the message board who fucking Dwayne okay apparently allegedly i actually do believe this is him it seems wild but apparently he seems to pop up all over the place on these blogs and forums and he's actually become known like in actual articles he's become known for attempting to insert himself and give his side to what happened like he literally jumps on all these articles and boards and tries to defend himself um and tried to sue people like he's very outwardly involved and i'm talking the real Dwayne. so it is potentially the real Dwayne. we'll see got it According to a blog post um, by Diary of a Part-Time Writer, who has done extensive research into the case, quote, Dwayne inserts himself into almost every message board about the Mary Morris murders out there. He makes weird claims. He keeps messaging people even when he's been warned repeatedly to stop. And he's been doing this since the murders happened. 
So Medium uh, confirmed this piece of information on their article as well. They said that Dwayne was very uh, involved and inserts himself. But please know, this is just my rabbit hole, okay? This is all conjecture. <laughs> I just thought this was interesting and I Who's found it say, on the but internet. also, it exists. <laughs> it's all, it's, I'm just reading you what I found. So I hear you. Dwayne allegedly commented on October 27, 2015. There was no connection between myself and Mike Morris as far as some joint conspiracy. Recordings prove that. I made the recording myself and forwarded it to Detective Hunter. There are more than one recording. I am not speaking about any 911 recording. Of course, I have not heard it. I made my own recordings in about 2001 or 2002 to give to detectives. I didn't fail any polygraphs for your information. I cooperated fully, and Mike Morris did not. Hmm. Who was he protecting? I did not contact any government agency or TV show because people were like, he's always trying to get on TV about this case. Got it. Got it. To inform anyone that I was going to be arrested. You have libeled me, and you are subject to a lawsuit if my attorney and I decide that route. Enough is enough, little sister Dwayne. And that was directed at a woman who said she was Stephanie oh okay and said little sister little this little sister of mary morris just wild these people are literally just all arguing on these forums and this is like several this is like 10 years ago that this all occurred these comments Um, other comments he's left across the interwebs include that he has proof of his other claims but his hard drive fried and he lost it all okay (laughs) probably true fair fair Mm, fair maybe That anyone who says Mary had reason to fear him is lying. That he's going to sue America's Most Wanted for defamation and slander. That Mary faked her own death. Okay. And that a profiler should review his posts (laughs) to prove he's not crazy. (laughs) Okay. I can do that for you, sir. Uh, (laughs) There is documentation of Mary McGinnis Morris's family jumping in to counter his statement. So they actually have proven that her family does jump on these forums to argue with him in the comments. Uh, so that's actually them. It's actually really it. morbid. It feels... I felt really weird going through the comments knowing that's the sister of the woman who was murdered. Yeah. Commenting. Yeah. It's like... It, it, it almost like brings you... A Somehow sp- makes it too real. It's so real. It brings you like... I don't know. A screen away. Like one degree away from the actual yeah, crime. Like you're... you're For all intents and purposes, you're interacting with the right. person who went through this And I could easily story. just hit reply and respond. Like I'm not going to. It but makes like, them less of like an elusive... Yeah, like less of a news story on the TV and more of like like a like a real person. A real person, go exactly. figure. Go figure. I know. 153 episodes. Yeah. No, I I always tried to remind myself of that, but it was very um, jarring to read the arguments because they were just like these petty back and forth arguments, and I was like, this is just yeah wild. Like it's almost like they're text messages I'm reading. Felt very like personal almost. Um. So although Jay Morris, Mary Lou's husband, so the first. So he firmly believes that this was a mistake, that his wife was not meant to be murdered, and that she was murdered by a hitman who meant to murder the other woman. Jay uh, says, he explained the odds of two people named Mary Morris killed in the same city, which the population uh, at the time of Houston was 2 million. Oh, wow. Within a few days of each other are astronomical. But although that is true, uh, that just doesn't hold up in court as evidence, obviously. Um, unfortunately, and this case was profiled on America's most wanted in June of 2002, but it does remain unsolved to this day, nearly 20 years later. Um, if you do have any information, please contact Houston police department, non-emergency line at 713-884-3131 or crime stoppers, 24 seven tip line at 713-222-TIPS. And that is the strange story of the double Mary Morris murders. Ooh. Ooh. 
Thank you so much, Christine, for that wonderful, interesting <laughs> piece of information that I got to hear. That was one of those nights where I was up till three, like delving into the forums. Right. You know? and I, was like, I don't know. I feel too involved in this now. Um, but I, I personally, I don't obviously know who did it, but I think the husband what story is a little shady. I, I will say just with like Fair. the the odds that the rings were both taken and someone had called the newspaper before yeah like coincidental coincidental and um the fact that the so the call to the newspaper it has been confirmed that that happened before the second murder so it's not like someone was pranking the newspaper um that call came in after only the first murder so just very trippy um interesting yeah so who's to say um i mean who knows maybe Dwayne was involved some people have said maybe both of them were involved but Wow. No way to know right now. So hopefully that becomes a solved case somewhere down the line in the new decade. Let's hope this new decade is is the decade shines for... a lot of light on uh, yes. cold cases. Yes, let's warm up some cold cases, baby. Also, thank you, Lemon, for your guest appearance. Lemon that... did all the work. Uh, um, <laughs> you know what's creepy is this episode. Uh, the next one after this will be on tour. I just f- threw up in I my just mouth. Vomited in my brain. <laughs> um, no, it's not that we're not excited. We're so excited and we're so just terrified. Also terrified. Um, please, if you're coming, just please smile and laugh and cheer us on because we're scared up there and, and we have anxiety. I think I'm more, most scared for the first week because this is a brand yeah. new format. If, if you're com- if you're uh, going to be coming to our show, Phoenix, like LA, or San Diego, <laughs> if you're coming to one of our first like three to five shows, we're sorry because you're going to be our guinea pigs for the tour because we yeah don't know how which it's might go be yet. fun because it might be just like a wild ride it will be a wild ride if we say something that doesn't land we'll know and it'll get taken <laughs> you don't have the... to tell us we'll figure it out really quickly but we it's really it's such a different format and we're not going off of local stories anymore so it's not like we're getting up there and reading notes anymore right so it's like very much more almost like a comedy Guys, bit we have to like, like practice and it's like it <laughs> yeah and we're very nervous we're that very it's nervous. not gonna go well i'm gonna so please lemon. laugh because we're gonna be so scared oh my god guys we're so scared <laughs> okay oh my god i'm gonna have lemon as my talisman <laughs> all right thank you everybody for listening please come to our tour we're so excited to see you please um, please come it would mean a lot especially would. houston since we just did this entire show That's right. for you by for accident you. okay so now you do something for us in return okay <laughs> thank you and <laughs> that's why we drink <laughs>